0: welcome to the solid man podcast i'm your host ken curry licensed marriage and family therapist solidman.com is an ongoing conversation designed to empower men to master the art of being a man hello gentlemen we are on lesson 14 so lesson 14 is the answering the question number four. What do I want? Developing a life of thriving. So what do I want? Thriving. Here's two quotes. <clears throat> Quote, few men have virtue to withstand the highest bidder. Unquote. That's George Washington. And then from the Shawshank Redemption quote, get busy busy living or get busy dying, unquote. This is the second exercise, which will help you to answer question number four, what do I want? It's also going to help you get to get deeper into the practice of living from your heart. This exercise exists for the purpose of developing a life of personal responsibility that has the higher goal of thriving. Those who struggle with integrity have been trained to live on much less than what it takes to live a full life. They barely get what they need to survive, let alone what they need to be strong and healthy. These men definitely don't pursue or receive the essentials that's required to live as a powerful, influential, and present man. This exercise is about thriving and living a life of abundant vitality. This experience is about increasing your life to another level. It's breaking free from the scarcity mentality and beginning to live with the idea that abundance is attainable. You are responsible for your sense of well-being, so make your life thrive. Let's use a lawn for example. A lawn can survive with minimal amount of water and care. However, if you want the lawn to thrive and win the neighborhood competition, it will require decent watering schedule, regularly scheduled fertilizer, aeration, weed mitigation, possibly some pest control, mowing, and a watchful eye. The lawn is now thriving. It's the best that it can be. A person is the same way. Each person needs love, nurture, connection, freedom, autonomy, kindness, purpose, safety, and security in order to thrive. An internally referenced man will take the reins of his life and be responsible for his own well-being. Begin to treat yourself with respect and dignity. Your life is your responsibility. You can't wait around for someone else to make thriving happen for you. Don't wait around for others to make a life of thriving happen. To live life to the fullest, we need people around us to join in with us to make it happen. It's a collaborative effect, gathering people around you who are excited about helping you and join in helping, and you would join in helping them as well to help everybody thrive. So what does it feel like to even talk about caring for yourself in such a way? And off the top of your head, what do you need in order to thrive and not just survive? Next is the concept of penance. One of the reasons the Pursuit of Thriving doesn't get much traction is a concept called penance. Penance is any act of self-mortification or devotion performed voluntarily to show sorrow for a sin or other wrongdoing. Penance comes in many forms, such as confession, prayer, humiliation, subservience, reparative actions, submission, amends, asceticism, self-denial, and other things. Penance is working to pay off your sin through various actions. Here's the clincher. You will never be able to do enough things, humble yourself enough, or say I was wrong enough in order to erase the pain or negative consequences of any actions that you've done. In other words, penance does not work. There's a time when you must shift from paying penance to caring for yourself well. Continually paying penance is part of why you're in this mess in the first place. Here's what normally happens. A man will make a mistake or commit an offense. Then his woman who is hurt and feels pain from the offense will hold the offense over his head, penance, until there is resolution. Resolution. It looks like continually going back to account for past regressions, big and minuscule. It feels like you're reminded constantly of your mistakes and failures. Since most people don't know how to resolve things, this might never be resolved. So the couple will live in cold resentment pretty much forever or separate painfully. What usually causes the mistakes or offenses in the first place is not being overtly responsible for making sure your needs are met in your life. The penance cycle looks like this. We don't care for ourselves well. 2. We commit an offense which was trying to get our needs met, usually foolishly. 3. When we don't believe that we deserve what we have to have your needs met and that we, and that we need sorry messing it up. Number three We then don't believe that we deserve to have our needs met, and then we need to pay the penalty, penance. Four, we double down and never ask for what we need. Thus, the cycle keeps replicating itself, and you find yourself in a downward vortex of shame and penance, and you never get your core needs met. This is not thriving. In a relationship, your woman will usually just follow your lead, If you think you still need to pay penance, she'll make you pay. If you are done paying penance, she will more likely drop it and move on. This is also closely related to the concept of forgiveness. Forgiveness is basically dropping the need to make someone pay for their offense. Not forgetting, but moving on. If it's continually held over your head, it is not forgiven or resolved. Resolution is a profound thing to master. So how have you lived by the rule of penance? In what ways are you stuck by penance and unable to move forward? Now this isn't in the in the um, lesson, but if you remember the, um, gosh, what's a Da Vinci Code movie? How there's one guy in there who would whip himself and, and continually make himself pay. That's a really good illustration of penance. And that's kind of what we do. We make ourselves continue to pay for our sins. But we've got to forgive ourselves and move on. It's the only way to move. Thriving. In order to recover your life well, there must be a shift from penance to thriving. Thriving is growing and developing with vigor and flourish. Thriving is being alive, passionate, healthy, and at peace. So the shift is from asking the question, what do I need to fix everything so people are happy with me? Two, what do I need for myself in order to be the most alive, healthy man that I can be? What are the things that you need personally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, or relationally to thrive in the healthiest way that you can? Because we are so busy trying to fix with penance, not only do we forget to nurture ourselves, we even lose touch with the core needs and wants that help us bring richness to our life. Here are three ways to calculate. No, there are three ways to calculate how we need to take care of ourselves by what we need for survival, by what we think we deserve, or by what will help us to thrive in abundance. The following graph will help you to see these three categories. So, when you hear the word thrive, what's your reaction? And what clues do you have of things that get in the way? Of a life of thriving. So here's the graph. From the bottom, the bottom level is the dying level. So this is where you're not even surviving. And then if you move up a little bit, there's survive level, which is real survival. It's needing food, air, water, maybe shelter or clothes. Um, The deserve level. Um, Above survive, in between survive and deserve, is just basic survival. Shelter, safety, clothes, work, space. And then we get to the deserve level. So this is the things I deserve. I deserve humiliation, contempt. I might deserve a little bit of love. Or the throw the dog a bone type of thing. Or I deserve penance. But above the deserve level is the growth level. These are things for growth. Nutrition, exercise, spirituality, support and appreciation, medical help, affection, or touch, and opportunities. And then above the the growth level is the thrive level and things that enrich. Admiration, respect, love, kindness, living with purpose or mission, passion, um, and being able to influence, or just good sex. Those are thriving levels. If we live what we and other thinks, other people think we deserve, we will never become the men we know we have been designed to be. If we live just for what we need, we will be doing better, but never gain strength in our lives as well. We need to find out what helps us to grow and thrive, and then make that happen in our lives, unapologetically. The purpose of this exercise is to help you consider how to keep moving into the enrichment sphere of life, into the whole idea of thriving. So who or what usually determines what level that you live on? Is it the dying level, surviving, deserve, growth, or thrive? And what level do you usually live on, and what does that look like? Here's a thing about calculating what we deserve. People use equations to determine the level of need that they have at any given moment in their life. These equations are something we just took on, or just accepted as we move through life. We will challenge those here. Women often calculate what they have done, what they've sacrificed and given, and add that to their status, among others, and then that's what they deserve which is still way way less for a healthy life. So the woman's equation is what I've given or sacrificed plus my status equals what I deserve. Men usually calculate by the good they've done or sacrificed and the things they've gotten right, then minus the mistakes they've made, which then equals what they deserve. So a man's equation, what I got right minus what I've got wrong equals what I deserve. A man's equation never seems to add up with any positive outcome. It's usually zero, or less than zero. It sometimes seems that you don't deserve much, as though the equation is set up against you. Both equations send everybody into a life of living in a place of deficit. There needs to be a new equation that actually has nothing to do with deserve, or what you deserve. The new equation would me plus abundance equals thrive. So let me say it again. The new equation, instead of what I've done right, what I've done wrong equals what I deserve, which is usually less than zero, to the new equation, me plus abundance equals thrive. We need to reshape our mindset that humans work best when they're given all the goods in order to thrive. If you're going to be at your best, you you need significant nurturing things in your life as well as those things that make you come alive. Life is not a matter of deserving, entitlement, or demand. It is just life. As a human, you need to be nurtured well in order to live an abundant life that you were designed to live. There's no calculating. It just is. You have been designed to live in full abundance. So what's been your personal equation to figure out what you deserve? And have you been living by just deserve, and what's that been looking like for you? Faith traditions. Another way we have learned to settle for less than thriving is that many faith traditions actually suggest that you do deserve less. Have you ever heard anyone say, I'm a sinner, I deserve hell? Or you must sacrifice yourself in order to be acceptable to God. These mindsets actually seem contrary to Christ's desire to give you and provide an abundant life. A profound theological perspective that Jesus threw into the mix is something called grace. And grace is something that is a free gift to accept. Grace is getting what I don't deserve. To him, all the goodness of life, love, and abundance was an undeserved gift from God. So why would I not accept this free gift? Life is about earning, not about earning and deserving. It's about accepting. You can accept abundance. This is a huge reason to live life with gratitude and be thankful for everything. Sure, you may have achieved and accomplished great things, but the ability to do those things came as a gift to you. Be grateful. If your faith tradition is more about sacrifice and asceticism or penance, Than about abundance and thriving, question this for yourself. If the messages you get are about buckling down and disciplining yourself to get it right, ask yourself, is this the truth that is what life is all about? So what messages have you received about thriving or deserving? Let's gain some ground. Let's start with some basics. First, the concept of believing the true narrative of your life. You must be willing to challenge all the lies that you have accepted about your identity and the false names that you've taken for yourself. You must start with forgiving and accepting yourself, or at least accept the fact that you are forgiven and accepted. Once you can forgive yourself, it makes sense that you might deserve some really good things in life. What have I never forgiven myself for? What could I do to forgive myself? Forgiving others is another basic step. If you are living with bitterness and resentment, your life will become bitter and resentful. You must find it within yourself to release hurt, justice, or whatever you are holding on to. Joanna Weaver said, quote, Bitterness is like drinking poison and waiting for the other person to die, Unquote. Holding on to resentment only kills your soul and does no one any good. It is something that causes a ton of hurt and distance in relationships. Forgiveness is so simple, but it does require humility, which is a commodity, which is hard to come by. So who do you have in your life that you need to forgive and let resentment go? Being responsible for your basic needs. Know what you need. You must go through the process of discovering and understanding what you need. Since you have spent your lifetime disregarding your wants and needs, this can be difficult. Self-care must become one of your competencies. Consider how well you care for your physical needs, your sleep, nutrition, exercise, health care, flossing your teeth, etc. What are your personal needs? Relationships with friends, hobbies, passions, excitement. What are your relational needs? Appreciation, affection, sex, respect understanding, emotional safety, kindness, etc. What are your spiritual needs? Closeness with God, time for daily practice, your community of faith, encouragement, etc. What are the needs that you have neglected or have hidden away? Consistent oxygen mask work. As we said in chapter six, taking care of yourself so that you can care for others well is a very important concept. Many of us have been trained to neglect ourselves in order to please others. We must retrain ourselves to take care of of ourselves first. Otherwise, no one is actually cared for. For you, what does the metaphor of putting on your oxygen mask actually look like? The oxygen mask is about becoming the strongest man that you can be so you can love yourself and others well. What obstacles do you have that make you hesitate In your own self-care. Standing up for yourself unapologetically. This is actually more difficult than it looks. Standing up for yourself requires that you break the rules of the system. It means being unapologetic about things like the fact that you are a sexual human being and sex provides a number of deep and important things for your soul. Things like closeness, affection, feeling wanted, orgasmic pleasure, and intimacy are provided. It's really important to stand up for yourself. So this isn't in the material, but the whole idea of setting boundaries and and consequences and the whole idea that you you teach people how, or you train people how to treat you. It's just a really important thing to stand up for yourself and say, this is what I need, or this is not okay. So what are the things you need to be unapologetic for? And never say I'm sorry again. A man of integrity never has to say he's sorry. The words, I'm sorry, are some of the most empty words ever spoken. There's no substance to them. A man of integrity takes responsibility and ownership when he makes a mistake by saying the words, I was wrong, whenever he makes a mistake. Saying I'm sorry is just a brush off to get people to look the other way. Living unapologetically requires ownership, self-accountability. So how have you been the sorry man? And what's happened in your relationship when you own it, take responsibility, and actually say, I was wrong. Now, being responsible for thriving. Just like the lawn had needs in order to thrive, you have a list of things that will nurture your soul just as well. So, your main goal for this exercise is to identify and list at least nine main things that you need in order to live consistently on the thriving level. Then you need to make a plan with at least nine action items to begin to make this happen consistently in your life. So here's the group questions First, what could I do to take more personal responsibility for my well being and thriving? Second, how have I been paying penance? And what have I been missing out on by paying penance? So thrive components, what are the main things that I need in order to thrive? So that's a list of a bunch of things there. Your goal is to create an environment where your heart is nurtured and thriving. List at least seven action items. I know I just said nine, but here on the thing, it's seven maybe because of the distance on the page. So what are the action items? What are you going to do to make thriving happen in your life? And what are the most important things you learned from this lesson? So this is one of the hardest things for guys to do is just to be able to thrive. And so it's just an important thing in order to be solid, to take care of yourself, take responsibility for yourself, and move forward with your life with intention and strength. So have fun with this, and we'll talk soon.